Um, so yeah, so um, teen drama, Resident Evils. Yeah, we're gonna do it. We gotta we gotta intro the show first. Harrison, you're gonna have to um, you're gonna have to start this off though because you know the most about Resident Evil. Oh my god, you guys! I'm gonna just start with a. Uh, so this podcast is gonna begin with a 25 minute lore dump uh, <laughs> about all the all the science behind it and uh, the characters. Man. And their backstories, they have a really deep backstories, every single, like, all the all the scientists and stuff, so it's going to be a really, really informative podcast. Can't wait. Lord Dump would be a great name for, like, your online persona. Lord Dump? Yeah, Lord, you said Lord Dump, but I heard yeah. Lord Dump. Yeah, so, so like it should a, be Lord Dump. Like a, like a, like, um, a, you know, prestigious poo. So, yeah. so was your kind of okay. More, great. So more make less, sure we're yeah. doing a poo joke. Okay, great. That's that's just fantastic. <laughs> there we got our opening. Do <laughs> <Cue> the music. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. No, 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 no stop you, doing that. You just, you do that. Have you ever time. listened to the podcast? <laughs> that's not the music. <laughs> no. story in a podcast where we take one form of media and translate it into another. This week we're going to be taking Resident Evil and turning it into a TV melodrama. So I'm going to just kick right off on chapter one of the story of Resident Evil. <laughs> just drop all the lore on you for 20 minutes. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, yeah, so Resident Evil, uh, the yeah, no kidding. It would probably <laughs> take the entire podcast, so uh, I'm going to skip that. Uh, and we probably don't want any of that crap on the show anyway. Um, so the Resident Maybe Evil. Maybe some. Well, okay, we can figure it out. The Resident Evil. The basic premise is that it's a zombie horror survival video game by Capcom. Uh, there have been like seven of them with a whole bunch of spinoffs. So the like some of them have been like sequentially after the others. So the story has gone on, and then some of them have been kind of reboots. But the basic premise is a zombie virus makes zombies, and sort of like it overtakes this small town. In like the northwest, I think the Pacific Northwest. I don't know where Raccoon City is supposed to be. Uh, and then there's just a bunch of people trying to survive. So it's very, it's got a lot of like the Walking Dead esque thing going on, but probably not as like action driven as uh, that kind of show. Probably be more of like yeah, like like Chris said, like a melodrama or something. So let's start just figuring out what this thing is because it usually starts in a haunted house, but you know some of them don't. Some of them just start in a city. So how would we begin this this kind of story? We're in- or in some Portuguese town. <laughs> Which one is like, that? Was, Which game is that? Four. It's four. You. Was it, was oh yeah. It well, it's like, yeah. It's in, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's some sort of like Spanish or Portuguese town for sure. Yeah. And there was five. Was like was it Haiti or yeah, Africa? It's in like Brazil Africa. It's like a made-up African country, I believe. Resident Evil Five took place in uh, racism town. Yeah. No kidding. When I was Holy shit. Yeah. It was just it was ah. So just... America. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, you like that one yeah current uh current events yeah current events oh, everyone oh but um, and then i made myself sad so fuck <laughs> uh and then seven is actually it's like louisiana right yeah yep yeah, in the bayou. Yeah. and the bayou not that it matters un- because you're again once again undefined. back in a house like a creepy house um with creepy people and and the, the sort of hallmark of the resident evil game like at least the very first one is that it starts out as a very typical like you're in a haunted house and there's zombies oh no and then you like it starts to unravel this weird like overly complicated ridiculous plot of this biotech company that has made this virus it's not even like a, a mistake like it was an intentional thing that they made to create what they call bioweapons to sell to governments as if like 
these zombies were going to be like the first troops on the ground in some sort of like war. I don't really know what their plan is. It's so stupid. Uh, I love it. I'm any sense. No, yeah. I mean, I I love Resident Evil. It's one of my favorite uh, game franchises. <laughs> but it's so dumb. Like none of the story makes any sense. So they ha- not only do they have the zombies, which are you know dead humans, and you get bitten and you get infected and you die just like a regular zombie. But they also have these other creatures. Like they have giant spiders and giant frogs that are mutated by this virus. It's basically one of those like. It's it's the plot virus. They can do whatever it needs to do. It can do anything. You know, not just zombify people. Yeah, they just change the letter attached to the front of yeah, it. Yeah, it's the T virus and the G virus and the G Veronica virus, and then it's just so dumb. And then at the end, there's always a gigantic zombie with a big claw, like usually called a tyrant or a, something like that. And it's usually nemesis. Yeah, nemesis. It's a gigantic, ridiculous video game boss with a big, creepy claw and veins coming out. All it's got a you know the standard video game mutant arm. Um, and so like the story just goes, starts kind of normal and small and gets just fucking insane by the end with helicopters shooting rockets at how like it's bananas. So I don't know if we want to end at that end there, or if we keep this thing somewhat small or not, cause it, you know, a melodrama well, sort of has certain uh, expectations. I, keep, I mean, I imagine that we're going to put this in the, um, in the vein of like, you know, the flash, uh, or yeah. something like uh, teen wolf or one of these shows, you know? But like that's kind of the stuff that inspired this supernatural, you know, yeah. like those shows where it's right. like they don't really have the budget to get there, but they try anyway. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they do their best. Yeah. Well, they focus a lot more on the characters and their like relationships and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. To the better or worse of the shows, depending <laughs> yeah. on you know, depending on the show, right? The like, writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a lot of ripe material uh for us to explore here i mean like we have um there's like i mean harrison can i i don't know the lore anywhere you've been you've been sitting in the back uh uh of the of the room while i've played these games for long enough that you should know you should have absorbed some small amount of the tone of this this Uh, i mean but here's what i know i know that there are people people are related to each other constantly there's like brothers there's sisters all of the cops are related (laughs) it's a family of cops (laughs) Um, they're, they're sort of like, yeah, they, and, and like every single time there is a, a, some sort of world event related to these viruses, the same people get involved. Like they yeah. haven't learned their lessons or I, I don't know if they're like driven to stop them, but like, there's a lot going on there that would map very easily to a teen drama, you know, like where you have yeah. like. Like there's just betrayals and brothers and sisters, and I can imagine Wesker uh, fully becoming uh, th- like the villain of of one of these shows easily. You know, he yeah. just keeps showing up, and he's like, um, "This is a terrible comp," but I'm ta- I'm thinking about MacGyver and and the guy Murdoch <laughs> that was on MacGyver. Um, <laughs> who would show up every now and again and just menace MacGyver. He was like his his equal. He was like the uh, Moriarty to yeah. You MacGyver's need to have a Moriarty Watson. for sure. I said MacGyver's Watson, not MacGyver's Sherlock. Uh, that was an accident, but I'm going to keep it. No, I like it. Yeah. I anyway. I, 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 no, I think that a teen drama is an interesting one because most of the most of the characters you play in those games are, except for Seven, you you are a police officer or a special. You're like a SWAT person, or you know, you have some sort of like training. Some sort of they're military of stars. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So like they're they are special, special team tactics and, and rescue services. Oh, rescue services. Sorry. Yeah, it's really dumb. I got uh, so close. 
Yeah, and so they're like an elite task force of adults, right? And they have military training. So I think it would actually be interesting to to to, uh, to skew away from that. I mean, seven, you are just a random guy, uh, and I think that's interesting. Or you don't you you find a gun and you barely know how to use it, um, and I think that's kind of cool. So having having you find the, a gun having, and you barely know how to use it with your hand that has been chopped off and resewn back on and resewn back on. It's like the staple marks all around it. God. <laughs> yeah. It still um, works. It's that's still the, the most frustrating thing I've ever played because <laughs> I was like, "How am I supposed to do something now?" Like, like that when because it happens like in the first person camera, right? All that shit, and then you're like, "Oh, I guess this is just a cutscene," and then it happens again, and you just like you're dead. You're like, what the fuck? They just did this to me. Yeah, they they break their own <laughs> rules a lot. Uh, but the other thing to remember is that this in Resident Evil, it's never a global collapse. It's always somewhat isolated to a town or raccoon a city yeah exactly raccoon city in the raccoon first few game wow uh <laughs> uh or like you know in one of the games it was a a, a passenger ship um, raccoon so passenger it, ship yeah raccoon passenger ship filled with raccoons weirdly enough <laughs> uh i would not get on that ship I'll if it was filled now. with like zombified raccoons um so you know it's not like walking dead where the entire world has been destroyed and you find little outposts of people it's usually a very small like thing. Like if we were to set this in a town, you know, we'd set it in like a Twin Peaks type town that's kind of isolated and doesn't really get a lot of you know support from you know the outside. There's no national guard that's going to come in and save them. So it, you know, I can imagine these kids, you know, probably in high school as a, as a group, um, kind of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something like that, right? It, like tonally. Are, are sort of yeah, th- this is spreading like you like Joss Whedon. yeah like you wouldn't want it to have be a fully full outbreak at the very beginning you would have it one or two people get infected and there's a a murder mystery or something that starts out and then it goes from there and becomes a, a much larger thing and then at the end of the season like the entire town is is just toast right like I feel like that's the way you'd want to go yeah I mean, or at least oh, good at least the entire town be threatened you know sure it, yeah it feels like for to sustain that teen thing. It, it would never get to a place where it's like... I'm also thinking of um, True Blood a little bit, even though that was an HBO show and there's a lot of nudity and stuff that I don't think would feel, you know, appropriate right. in this adaptation. Like, that that show, often, like, the whole town was, like, in danger, but then it never got, like, destroyed. It would always They would always stop it just in time. Yeah. You know? But it would still, all the supernatural elements would be at play. Well, there's always, like, a villain, too. There's always, like, one... Like, a lot of these shows will pick... Like a like specific a season, villain. season villain, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like Resident Evil's got villains out the wazoo to pick yeah. for that, right? Like Easily, it's like yeah. every season you could just choose, you know, another person, like that little uh, that little dude from uh, <laughs> the Resident little Napoleon guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shows oh, up yes, in America, Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Kennedy, <laughs> whatever he says, uh, Salvatore. Or yeah, yeah. God. yeah. And then he gets like, eaten by a plant or something. I don't remember. He becomes a giant room filling monster. Which is yeah. definitely where the entire budget for the season goes is that final monster because it's it's got to be massive and, and yeah. ridiculous with like and four it eyes. Quite it's like look good enough. It yeah, look, it yeah. Kind of does. It kind of looks good. It, it reminds the me to make it look great of the end of season. I guess it was three of Buffy the Vampire Slayer when she when uh, the whole season the bad guy is the mayor. Uh, and he's like preparing to do this ritual to make himself immortal, and like the whole season is about his machinations and all the all of his underlings, and 
the the kids trying to figure out what's going on, and they eventually figure out that he's the bad guy and what's going on. And then the the final episode is the graduation from high school. And the, the, the mayor is there and he gives a speech and at the end of it he like turns into this gigantic snake monster, like a massive, like four story tall snake monster, uh, that like rampages through the school. And because it's a you know, it's a whatever whatever network it was on, it was a network television show, it just looks and it was in the nineties, right? So the CG is just fucking abysmal. Uh but it was something charming about that, you know, it was like really it felt perfectly on tone for, for this kind of show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like you you end up with that. Uh, you know, you're, you're, they're hiding it as much as possible. It's like a lot of off screen uh, talking Spielberg about it? what's going on <laughs> over there, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! Look what he's doing over there behind the camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you see him starting to transform. They're like, "Oh God, he's hideous!" And then you cut back. And it's just <laughs> you like cut a... back and he's fully transformed. Yeah. And this, we just mask it with like lighting and like a fo- one fog machine. Yeah. Yeah, we and can then, only it, and then it instantly leaves the the camera frame. Like it, like yeah. The second that the, the camera like finds it again, it's like off, and they're like, "Oh shit, where's it going? It's it's getting away." You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's and then we, we shoot it in like bad, shaky like handy cam. Yeah. Oh that, hell like, yeah! It, it's it doesn't feel organic. It's like we're trying to make it feel like <laughs> yeah. candy cam. Way you know? way like, yeah! It's like it's done it digitally in the computer later. <laughs> It's yeah. shaking when it doesn't make sense to be shaking. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like uh, the guy's filming it, and then some other guy off camera is just shaking his arm it's back. Just like, yeah, yeah, exactly, shaking yeah, the yeah. guy. Yeah, uh, I like that a lot. I think that would be perk perfectly in this in this great show we're making. So I mean, Wesker would make sense as the as the season one villain. And I guess my question you think would so? be: You want to blow your wide on Wesker? I feel like I, it would. Well, be I don't another... know, man. Yeah, maybe you're right. He kind of is the like guy at the top. But do you? I feel like. I don't know. We have to Wesker, make a decision. Here's what I think it is. I think Wesker is the guy who's in the group, just like he is in the game, right? Like, yeah, he's in with them in season one, yeah. and like he he dies, uh, quote unquote, or whatever. Yeah, and then you find out in like season four or season three that he's like he's the main villain of the season, right? I can like, see that. I think we, w- we wouldn't be able to call him Wesker. He couldn't be like in the like because nobody in this would be stars members right they're teenagers so he'd have to be a teenager or at least appear to be one which would be weird that he would be the ultimate villain uh, he's got access to how many i mean they're all gonna be teenagers yeah, yeah that's true it's like jill Leon. he's also got access to oh my to god wait okay of... hang on we had two totally different ideas for this show i was just like you just recap just, just come up with a whole new cast and just like it's it's no different... no 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 you take all of them that are actually there it's like uh, holy all, shit uh, <laughs> barry leon jill um Whoever oh else, who, who else is in the game? Um, Chris. Chris, Chris, and Claire. Claire, yeah, oh my like God. Ada. They're all, Ada, they're the all in high school student. together. Oh fuck! Okay, wow, this is way different than. <laughs> <laughs> this is way goofier than I've been thinking too. Yeah, and like Wesker's like the douche who's on the like jock team. Oh know? yes, the jock team. <laughs> the jock. Well, I thought he was going to be like a stars team. Like they're all yeah. like they're like Stars Academy. It's called Stars Academy. No, <laughs> number one. No, it's Raccoon City High School. Yeah, come on. come on, you're right. No, but the, come but on. The, it's but gotta the be team... Stars Academy because then they have to have guns and they have to like get involved in these scenarios. But they've got to be like, um, they've got to be like, like tr- in training. Okay, so hang on. I, I, I feel if we're gonna go this route where they're they're like junior rangers, effectively, that we can't. It, this can't be uh, centered around. This is them. like the Muppet Babies. Yeah, this is kind of getting ridiculous. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is that we, if you want to, this is different tonally than what I, what I was thinking. 
Uh, but if we want to get them like in some sort of you know military training thing, then they can't be in all the same high school together. I think they're in some sort of they're not camp. in high school. They've graduated high school. This is this is yeah, or either that or in this world. They're okay, in, okay. They go to Stars Academy after they finish middle school. Okay, so no, but <laughs> uh, this is like when they're all. This is like when they're all in the police academy. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say is that they're in some sort of group that where they they didn't all come from the same place in town. They're all no, no. Okay, all right, yeah. Because you were it's, saying so, like at the beginning they don't really know each other. Yeah, right. Yeah, they all get to know each other and they go on their first mission together. Okay, like, all right. I thought it was just straight up like Buffy the Vampire Slayer where they were like high school kids and uh, this no, shit happened. No, no. Oh, no, sorry. That would be that yeah, would be too ridiculous. Like My mistake. Like your <laughs> picture you. of, him, be like of Wesker being on the jock team is totally legitimate. <laughs> no, but like. I, I'm thinking of like, um, uh, like Kingsman. Have you seen Kingsman? Yes. Yeah. Like it, no. you know, they get there and and they're all there, but like there's there's like cliques. Like yeah. So who would know, be the like? Wesker's we have to start the with the new the kid, right? Click. What's that? Well, we always start with the new, like somebody's first day in the in this instance, right? Like it's somebody, somebody's the new, so the new Jill recruit, or Chris, right? Who's yeah, the, I, I think it would be Jill, one? probably. Well, it depends on. I, I think like if you want. If you want everybody to be here, I was actually thinking maybe it's like Claire because she's Chris's uh, younger sister, right? No, it's Jill. Wait, no, it is Claire. You're right, it's Claire. Claire. So is like, oh my she, god, if, she, if it's her first year, it's and she's like time. a freshman, and then uh, and then like Chris is like her older brother or something. Yeah, and, you know what I mean? Like she's got there's like one like Chris and yeah, and, and she's Wesker, in the new maybe, class. like upperclassmen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. he's just sitting at the back um, of the class, uh, with, you know, with his feet up on the desk in front of him, not really paying attention because he's like gifted, you know. Who, Wesker? Who, who, Chris or Chris? Wesker, Wesker. Wesker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's the cool one. He's um he's James Spader in, in whichever movie he was in, Pretty in Pink. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's <laughs> that's a good that's a good one. Yeah, everyone that is listening to this show knows who that is. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think everyone who's listening to the show. Uh, isn't listening to the show. Yeah, there's, there's all only sixty like, of you. Oh, I think sixty <laughs> people can look it up. That's, that's <laughs> sorry, okay. sorry everybody. Uh, we'll include a link in the. Yeah, good call. I, I think uh, I like the idea that Wesker is that guy who, it, it, and that that good television trope is you know quote unquote gifted and he's just super talented, so he doesn't think he has to work really hard at it. You know, so he's just got this like holier than thou attitude. Uh, that he thinks he's better than everybody because he just happens to be more gifted naturally than than them. So he doesn't have to try hard or listen to the rules or do what do what everyone else tells him to do. I think that's that's kind of cool. He also like literally is Spike from Buffy. <laughs> like, he looks exactly fully like is. Him. Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't put him in a trench coat and black like a black t shirt though. And 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 super. Well, he's dyed hair. He's earned the right to wear the star's trench coat. Like it, it's it's like the uh, it's like the the um, prefect badge or whatever <laughs> of, of the star's academy. I, I love. Hang on, hang on. I love that you now are using English terminology because you've been in England for like two months, <laughs> three months. <laughs> no, but like they don't have that shit in America, so I have to no, pull I know. from somewhere. No, I'm really glad. It makes me happy because I knew what you meant immediately, and no one, none of our <laughs> listeners are going to have any clue what you're talking about. <laughs> They've read Harry Potter. That's, That's where I'm pulling it from. Yeah, okay? you're right. You're right. Yeah. You got me. So he's yeah. got the he's got the Hufflepuff cloak on. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, and then they all get like in that. there and wear the sorting hat and they figure out which uh which stars uh group Team they're going to go into. Yeah. There's only one. So they all get put it's very quick. It's a very quick sorting ceremony. Yeah, so it's like so Jill shows up 
uh, you know, at school. Um, and 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 Chris is there, and he like doesn't he acknowledge her presence because he's incredibly uh, embarrassed that she's she's also gotten into the Stars Academy. He's like, "Hey, Chris, isn't that your uh, your younger sister?" He's like, "Oh, fuck, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, who? I don't have a younger sister." Yeah, she's like, "Hey, Chris," and she like waves at him. And he's like, he just walks into the toilet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, and then uh, in in there they like smoke a cigarette together and they're all talking about how like uh, how how embarrassed they are and how how much Wesker's a douche because Wesker comes in at, like that that's the scene right oh you so it's just Jill. a scene from RoboCop. <laughs> Jill arrives and then they all duck into the Claire. toilet to get away from her. It's not yeah, Claire. Claire. It is Claire. Oh Claire. Claire, Claire arrives. arrives. All right, fine. Uh, Claire arrives. <laughs> And then uh, Chris Chris ducks into the toilets, and then you like see them all talking. It's like him and like Barry and like um, who else is in there? Harrison. Uh, G- uh, well, Jill couldn't because it's a men's bathroom. Uh, Hunk. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunk is. The- Wait, hold on. There's a character called Hunk. Yeah. It's a Japanese right, game, man. Going. What do you want? <laughs> uh, Leon, Leon, agent is there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great inside joke that no pilot. one's gonna get. Yeah, Ricky Bobby, <laughs> the uh, the faceless agent when you play the the um, Ada Wong campaign in Resident Evil Four or Five, yeah. whatever it was, or Six maybe. Fuck, uh, Leon's there for sure. Oh yeah, Leon. Yeah, I feel like he's younger. I feel like Leon is like in Claire's class because he's younger than like because in Resident yeah, Evil. Yeah, you're right. He is younger. A, he's like a he's, he's like a he's cadet. a cop. But... It's like his first day on the job. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck. I like the idea that he would be like the super eager young guy who everyone's like, oh, what a fucking square. Look at this fucking know it all brown noser. <laughs> he would be that guy. Yeah, but he'd totally. also be like, I, I see Leon as being like the cool guy in the back of the room. Like he, he's like the, he's like the mysterious stranger. Like he shows up and he's got like the flop haircut. And uh, he's just kind of sitting back there. He's like, he's kind of studious, but he's also he's a very cool. No, that's that's Wesker, man. You can't, you can't. No, it, no. It, but um, uh, there's a different characters. Wesker is like, um, he's like the guy from Karate Kid. What's his name? Uh, Sweep the leg. What's that guy? <laughs> I don't the, remember. Johnny, the, the main bad guy. Yeah, yeah. he's Johnny. Oh yeah, from yeah. Karate okay. Kid. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and 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 this guy is like. Um, Fuck, who is he? He's like uh, Steve from Stranger Things. No, he's like Judd Judd uh, Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. (laughs) Judd Hirsch. Jesus Christ! From Judd Hirsch from uh, (laughs) Judd Hirsch from Taxi. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's Judd. It's uh, what is it? Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Thank you. From uh, too many Judds. I was saying. I was. I was gonna say. I need you to map every character to a to the Breakfast Club equivalent. There so we go. need the nerd. I, see, I think I think Leon. To me, Leon is more sport from Breakfast Club. Like he's a uh, Emilio Estevez. Oh, or is that so? Chris? That's I think Chris. Chris. That's I would definitely think so. Chris. Okay. Chris is like if you see how buff, buff that dude is in Resident <laughs> Evil Five. <laughs> yeah, he literally punches a boulder. Yeah, yep. uh, in half, or like breaks a boulder apart with his fists. Yep, it's that's pretty a, great. that was one hundred percent sport for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and then it's so it's a, Leon is Bender. No, yeah, Leon is Bender. I was gonna say Wesker is Bender. Oh, yeah. No, Wesker. I mean, I guess he doesn't really. Fit. I guess, like I guess a... Wesker is kind of just the guy who doesn't really get involved in the back of the class, right? Like, because yeah, you need to have, like, if you're gonna like... have him be in the show, you got to give him a character. You got to give him a personality, even though he's gonna betray everyone in the end. He's got to have some sort of archetypal character, right? No, for sure, for sure. But I feel like he's like he's the guy who um, 
he's got it all figured out, you know. And then and then, <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's the guy who he's the um he's a jock, like he he's got the entourage that follows him around and shit. You know, he's like captain of the football team, all that stuff. But like he's bored, so he needs something new, and that new thing is umbrella. <laughs> wait, so, so hang on, wait. hang on. No, I, I'm gonna lord nerd on you for a second because uh, like Wesker in the games was like a founding dude, which is super weird that Wesker is like super nerd scientist guy and also like ultra buff military stars dude. Uh, but he's one of the dudes who like he doesn't get. That's why it by maps Umbrella. to me though. That's exactly why it maps because those jock guys usually are like fine. You know they do they do fine in the uh, in the in the in the academic side because they get passed or whatever. But like he's you know, he does great in science class because they want to win the football game. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I know. Yeah, what you've the lost fuck me are you now. talking what? about? No, I'm saying like there's these there's these guys who um you know because the football team needs to be good like they yeah they, they get they passing. get passed because they're they need to win the football game not because they're smart. Right. They just get an A even if they they're idiots because they the football team used to win. I think he's okay. actually smart. I think Wesker's actually jokes aside, I think Wesker is actually a really smart dude in in this show. All right. Fine. I think he has to be. If you want him to be the end bad guy, I think you need him to be like you said, he's the he's the Moriarty and Moriarty's a smart guy. So I think he needs to be We can have him I think it's fine if he he seems kind of just mean and dumb, but I think he's actually pretty smart to make this Yeah. There's probably the one episode where like somebody finds like his test scores and they're like, "This is actually <laughs> oh, really good," shit. you know. And he's yeah. like, Shh, "I don't want anybody to know." He writes, yeah. he's like doodling on the <laughs> no, I, the I cheated. I copied off a, uh, I copied off Leon. He's do- doodling in the margins. <laughs> yeah. I love the T virus. You're like, "Shit, oh fuck, I should, should have done that." <laughs> no, but this is Stars Academy. Though. They're not studying the T virus. Yeah, I know. You're right. Well, he's just he's just dreaming about it. He doesn't, you know. Uh, so okay, so let's get back on track because I think we've made it. Oh, yeah, so so it. anyway, they go into the bathroom. <laughs> and yeah, then sorry, I didn't mean to miss Claire. out on your bathroom scenes. It's a very important scene. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Now, but the uh, the point is that uh, you know Wesker comes in, you know, and he tries to give somebody a swirly or whatever. What? How old are they? <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm having trouble getting the tone of this. Yeah, I agree. I think I feel like it's we may have. I think he comes. I like the idea that he comes in, in and everyone just kind of stops what they're doing. Uh, he's yeah, probably yeah. like a fucking narc. You know what I mean? He's probably like, oh, you gonna fucking tell us we're smoking cigarettes in the bathroom? Also, that doesn't make yes. any sense if they're in a fucking stars academy and not high school because it's not like who gives a shit. <laughs> they can still they're not gonna, they're out, not gonna get it's like still... get fucking detention <laughs> like. They're smoking, and he walks in, and he's just like, "Why the fuck are you smoking here? You can just walk out front." Yeah, just smoke outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then they'll go, "Yeah, you're right." And uh, he just, they, but they still smoke in there, and he just, he just goes to the bathroom, and that's the scene. Like it's like it's like thirty seconds of him just peeing into the urinal. It's just really quiet, <laughs> I, except for the sound of his urine, and then he leaves, and they just keep talking. I don't, I don't feel like I understand the tone of this show. <laughs> <laughs> How do, we, actually, how do we? That's not actually going in. No, Chris, you're gonna cut all of this shit part. out. I'm sorry, we're making yeah. this really hard for you. Um, so when do we like first encounter the like? I feel like the first thing you do is have find a, a dead body or somebody goes missing or something something relatively small, right? Like in I Resident just... Evil, in the first movie. Sorry, in the first movie. God, the first movie does not do this. In the game, they're sent in. Somebody to... does drop kick a fucking dog though. That's true. Movie. Yeah. 
yeah. and there's a laser beam that cuts people into like little chunks, <laughs> uh, which we have to save, obviously. So they, so Alpha Team goes in because the other team has gone missing, and mm. uh, so yeah. they're like, "Oh, we gotta go find our pals." Like something they went to to investigate this crazy mansion, and we gotta go find them. But I feel like that might be too big for the for the like first. Couple well, that of might be a good thing. Maybe by the end of the first episode, right? Like, uh, maybe. Like there's like this upper class and you guys know and, and like they're they're the team that goes missing at the end of the That's first episode cool. and it's like fuck now we're just only stuck with the cadets yeah we're all, we yeah it's do? all we have left is the fucking B team that's but that's episode three or something right like you need to like build those people up as like I think you know you get that that other team in there and you feel like they're going to be part of the season and then they sort of just they they go off on their own like adventure or whatever and they they go missing right I don't I mean uh, I don't know like. I feel like because like the thing is like nothing can happen for a little while because this is a cheap show. <laughs> that we're making no, I, I think that's fine. I, I like yeah. that. I think uh, you know you have uh, you have the upperclassmen, and I'm going to read from the Resident Evil wiki here for Alpha Team. It's Barry, a dude named Joseph, Chris, Jill, uh, Brad, and Albert, and that's Alpha Team. And I think that uh, Bravo is Albert team Wesker. Is- yeah, so Bravo Team... Who the fuck is Brett? <laughs> Bravo Team is the one that actually goes in first, which is weird. Uh, it's some dude named Forest. Richard. Rebecca Chambers, who is is a character you can play Resident Evil Zero, who's like oh, a yeah, medic, yeah. right? She's, she's like super young. She's also like... She's like uh, Chris's uh, Barry, if you play as Chris in Resident Evil 1. Yeah, like she's... Like she's like your support character. Uh, no, she's missing in the in the first game. <laughs> Uh, you no, she's she shows up like if you play as Chris, she like finds you and like starts supporting you. Okay. Uh, Edward Dewey, Enrico Marini, Kenneth J. Sullivan. God, these are the most like Japanese like company trying to come up with American names ever. And Forrest Spire, Spear, Spear. Uh, so we have this wow. like yeah. So Forrest was a real team. name. Somebody mentioned Forrest before. I can't believe that was real. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He's the guy who I remember he. You find him and like the crows are eating his face. Yeah, hey, he's not the guy who does. Um, from... What does he say? He's like oh, uh, he's he so, talking about the poison. Who's that guy? In the uh, first I don't game. Know. Ow, uh, it hurts. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Oh that shit! Guy. Is that the guy? No, that's Brad, uh, I think. no, he's that's not the uh, that's not the snake guy. Shit! Who is that guy? Is it Kenneth? All right, I need to cut this part out. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, I, yeah, but it's definitely one of those teams, one of those characters from the Bravo team who they find and is like, there are many demons. <laughs> oh, that guy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't remember who that guy is. By the way, uh, but yeah. if nobody here has played uh, the the new Resident Evil remake with the nice graphics with the mod that some genius made that put the original voice acting from the first Resident Evil PlayStation game in... It's really it's, choice. It's fabulous. Yeah, it's uh, it's Resident Evil One it. for the GameCube. Which Barry, is where's Barry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's incredible. It's incredible because the graphics are really good and the faces, like the animation on the faces, is pretty decent for GameCube era. And then this fucking awful voice acting from PlayStation One era comes out. It's so good. Yeah. Every time uh, it happens, it's good. Okay, so we have a Bravo team, which is oddly enough the first team they send in. I don't know why they sent in a Bravo team first, but that's kind of confusing. Anyway, They're they going send in, in a team. Alphabetical order. <laughs> yeah. So, so we start. We open the show with a pretty big cast because we have to have Alpha team and Bravo team, right? Even if it's like we even don't call them that. We have two squads, right? Uh, and one is the older group, and one is the the new the new people, and uh, or maybe it doesn't even matter if they're older or newer. It's just two different classes right and uh 
you're getting to yeah, know everyone. Like rivals for a little while, right? Like yeah, they, that they, seems cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that seems very like teen drama to me. Like there's there's some animosity, but there's there's also a lot of uh, getting to know characters and 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 sort of you know teasing of each other. Like good. It's like Top Gun. Yeah, and then uh, uh, then at some point one of them goes like like that team goes off for a mission, and it's just like set it up as a, just an average mission just checking on some weird shit someone went missing in the mountains gonna go rescue them because we're you know stars and rescuing is the are part of stars and uh <laughs> and they just go missing and then you have to go oh shit well we have to bring in these new people who are some of them are new so hopefully this goes well and then we start the game but my question is you know That's because it's a the game show yeah um <laughs> so uh the thing about resident evil the, the first game though is that the whole thing takes place in the in the mansion and like the surrounding area i feel like you wouldn't want that right like i feel like you need that's like the end of the season like i feel like that's like the last four episodes or something or last five so like, how do we, it's what like do we a... what happens in the like okay first off how long is the season 12 episodes 13 episodes it's like 13 13 episodes right like right. that feels that feels about right for these days for that kind of a show yeah so you, you like build you like build up all of like the first four or five episodes is like just like seeds of what's going on outside of the the stars we academy. Cut to like mysterious science people yeah, doing yeah. shit like that. Okay. Totally. We have there's some kind of bullshit like umbrella scientists we make up or maybe we pull one from the lore. Um I'm sure there are plenty to to pull from. Yeah. And then um like we cut to the island, you know, and we see what's going on there and like uh then we go back to the stars academy. <laughs> Fucking stars academy. <laughs> and uh <laughs> And, like, it's just the interpersonal relationships that are being built up, but then, like, Bravo Team wins, and everybody's, like, down. Yeah. And then, like, uh, Bravo Team wins, like, the um, the teen tournament, whatever the fucking bullshit is. <laughs> They're but, not like, teens! They... We gotta stop saying that. <laughs> well, whatever. It doesn't matter. The show's not really getting made. So, they, they, they take the... They win, Bravo Team, and so their their reward is they get to go in first to the next actual mission yeah right well they, they get to pick they get to pick the mission they go on and then they go they go missing and then you know like the the douchebag uh camp counselor guy whatever <laughs> it's not a camp counselor <laughs> it would be a police <laughs> uh, commandant but he's like he's like uh well these these fucking tools are all we have left and they send those in yeah uh, that's like alpha that. team i think uh i like the idea that the f- first few episodes they are on missions together and they're not just doing goof goofball shit like they're on they're they're doing like really simple stuff where someone was injured but it's all it all ties back to somehow ties back to these experiments and and so you know someone was was attacked by some sort of strange animal out in the woods you know and they have and they they rescue they successfully do that and they sort of prove their they show how you know their teamwork kind of like uh when we're talking about the predator um, we want, we talked about the predator episode. Like that team does something together to show that they are good at it before they are like facing something that they are outmatched by. So mm-hmm. if we have either Bravo team or Alpha team or both of them um, doing things, you know, rescuing people, preventing them from getting attacked, and all the things are somewhat tangentially related to what's going on in the with the virus. You know, there's like mutated animals, and they're like, oh my, like they're they're investigating a crime scene, like this fucking wolf or whatever is like weirdly mutated and like has this extra set of teeth weird like they're they're kind of investigating and figuring out something bizarre is happening uh and then eventually in episode you know five or six bravo team goes missing but i think that you probably just want some 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 actual action and some some events that 
that they can succeed at before they go missing, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you end up with like just as long as there's that sort of rivalry there, and then the other team goes missing, and then it's like, oh shit, like we have to go after them, and then the, like the last like couple of episodes of the season, like building up to the finale, are them sort of like doing the mansion mission and finding out you know what happened to Bravo team. Right. So we okay. Characters specifics aside, we could because I feel like we're gonna be retconning whatever we need to to make them interesting. Um, we have a younger sister and older brother. We have the asshole guy who is Wesker, and we can sort of fill in the personalities however we need to because they don't really have a lot of personality in the games. It's just I'm coming to search for my brother who's missing, and so you know we can fill that in with whatever we need to. Um, and what you guys were just saying, I was wondering if. Like, where to Chris and Claire fall? Like, you could play with, like, one of the brother-sister relationships. Like, if one of them goes missing, you know? Right. Like, if it is, if Chris is on the team that goes missing and that just that ups the stakes for Claire, you know? And it, maybe maybe Leon was, was shadowing Chris before that happened. And then he, like, they get closer. Like, Claire and Leon get closer because they both had personal stakes in Chris. Right. Um, something like that happens, you know? We might be able to, like, in the disappearance of the Bravo team... Um, you could just kind of put like personal stakes in the season, and we'll find Chris later in the season, but he's not the same or whatever, you know. Well, Chris goes. Chris is looking for Claire in in Resident Evil One. So when you play, you can play as Chris or Jill. So I feel like Chris and Jill need to be where we put a lot. Is of that our, true? Yeah. Oh yeah, because she's she's playable in Resident Evil Two. Yeah. Right. Yes. But like not the other in the side of the Leon story. Yeah, exactly. So that's so yeah. like we'd have to I think make it. About like I think it's fine because we introduce Claire, and and kind of show that his their relationship you know it's probably fine like they love each other but there's a you know the, he's embarrassed that she he's like she thinks or sorry he, that he has a sister yeah and it, ugh, yeah no because he's like twelve uh, but uh, you know like she's kind of following in his footsteps and kind of tag you feel like he feels like she's tagging along and then he feels really uh, responsible when she goes missing uh, but. I think in like season two, we can, if we wanted to match the show somewhat, we could uh, have it be more about her and Leon, you know, because the other characters are, are missing or gone or whatever. Um, I think that's cool because we, we can have different perspectives. And, and a show like this feels like each episode would have a different perspective, like from, from like focus on a different character, kind of the way that um, like Stranger Things kind of does it. Yeah, or anything like that, where, where you, you, they're all together, but you, you spend more time with one character over another and you kind of get to know Chris and. And, you know, he feels antagonized by Wesker, but maybe they have a sort of begrudging uh, respect for each other in the, for a while. You can f feel like they're kind of growing together, and then eventually he betrays them. Uh, you know, all of that stuff feels like it would, it would map really well to a show of this, of this nature, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. It's, it's weird that when you were saying that, it made me think about Lost and how this is kind of a, a, a tangent. But, but Lost was like basically one of these shows with just a bigger budget. That's true. <laughs> I don't know if either of you guys ever watched it, but it totally was. Like it was like it, and it was actually got away with being pretty cheap, uh, where it could be just because it all took place in one island. So they could just reuse the hell out of sets and stuff constantly. And then they had to reshoot all the flashback stuff elsewhere. But um, it might be another interesting. I we haven't really nailed down like the how we balance the ensemble. We've talked a lot about who the characters are and like what the interpersonal slash professional relationships are to a degree. Right. 
but does it focus you know like is there is there a series protagonist um and how much weight do they have like in terms of how the episodes are driven or do we kind of have episodes that are more this is a leon episode yeah. this is a rebecca episode this is a you know where, where the other characters just become more support to how did lost do it lost was more um it was it, it had it had like its main like five or six cast that were kind of like uh, were kind of always present like Jack, I can't remember the actor's character or the actor's name now. Matthew something Fox. Um, so you did, like, you did remember Jack. it actually. It took me a moment. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, but each episode would be, there'd be like a flashback story that like was relevant to what was happening. Like it would, it would like that it would focus on one character. Like only one character would have the f- flashback story. Right. Does that make sense? So the story kind of like the A story of the episode would be about one character and then there'd be like B and a C story that would keep the other characters alive and it would switch. Um, and then there were like secondary and tertiary characters that sometimes like almost barely show it. Like they were there, but more sort of in the peripheral. Yeah, I, I think that's probably how we do it because if we're going to have a cast this large, we can't have everyone, you know, if we do have this other like Bravo team or whatever it is, Apple team, Bravo team, that they're going to go missing. Like I think we need to spend time getting to know them, but I don't think we... Like it's a massive cast uh, of people to to dump on the audience right away. So I think you probably want to open it up slowly. Uh, like maybe you don't even show Bravo Bravo team in the first episode. It's just mostly about Chris uh, and Jill and whoever else in the, in Alpha team or whatever you want to call them in this in the show, getting to know each other and um, sort of discovering, you know, just building those character relationships. And then it's training and a mission or two. Uh, and then maybe in episode two or even three, we introduce Bravo team. Uh, so that you have some time to to digest all the names, you know what I mean? Like dumping twelve names on on a on a viewer at once is kind of insane. So, well, I don't think. I mean, but you're only following Alpha Team most of the time. I mean, we just got to figure out who's who's who who's who makes that up. You know, it's yeah. like it's like you know, like Wesker is on uh, Alpha Team, like almost as like he doesn't want to be there, right? And yep. then you've got like Chris and who else? Uh, Claire's on Bravo Jill. team. So, so let me put it to you this way, and this actually might be important. Claire is not in Stars, mm. uh, and we can change well, that. We can change that for the, say, for, yeah. the, for the show. It might be more interesting. But Claire doesn't show up in the first game. She shows up like once shit's going down in Raccoon City. She shows up in the second game, and she's like, "I got to find my brother. I need to find my brother. That's all I care about." Like the entire town is overrun. It's it's to the point where the entire town has fallen, uh, and she's trying to find her brother. So she's not in Stars. Uh, and I'm sorry it took, like, what, like, 35 minutes for all you Resident Evil fans who are probably screaming at your computer screens right now going, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Um, so we can change that, and I'm, I'm happy to do that. I think it might be better if we did. But just so you guys know, she's not originally a Stars member. Um, now, there might be something interesting in the fact that she, if, if we just say that she is one, but just I just want to make sure you guys know that, you know, that we're breaking canon here. She's going off the rails. Well, or she, or I mean, she we, could be I, part of the B plot, you know. Like, I mean, that's that's also fine. Become and become more important as the, sh- the seasons go on, right? And then, if that's the case, then we would focus mostly on Chris and Jill and Wesker, just like the first game, uh, and and Barry and those doofuses. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good to me. I, it doesn't really matter either way. I mean, right. we could we could also take Claire and like that could be the change. I mean, 
It doesn't all have to be the same. I mean, it's no, not going to be anyway, right? Like, it's it's going to be fleshed out in a way that's different than the game. So, yeah. I mean, I was even thinking earlier, like, it might be kind of cool to, you know, like, like you were saying way before you thought we might be doing a new cast. It, it could be cool to take that cast and just sort of make them um, the, it seemed like the, the B team, you know, Bravo team, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, they're actually the protagonists, and you sort of like flip it around, where like Alpha Team goes to the mansion first in this universe, and then they, uh, you know, are decimated, right? Uh, and, and then Bravo Team goes in, and that's that becomes the the group. So I mean, I think there's a lot of like you don't have to do that. None of that is is necessary, but it feels like there's a lot of opportunity to sort of change up the lore at least. Yeah, where, where it feels where it feels like to me, I mean, just taking what. What already exists, um, and we can. I think we should be open to changing as much as we need to for this because it's never going to be made. But uh, <laughs> like, what in thinking about the tone we're talking about and the sort of melodrama, um, sort of Buffy a show like that show just those kinds of shows just hinge on the interpersonal relationships and like the the interpersonal dynamics and like always put the people that are loved most in peril. Yeah, you know. So it's like like taking the relationships that matter, like the Claire Chris relationship, like. Uh, that's the and that that's that's the the one that we get just out of the box like that. But, but having that be something that that yeah no I think that's, you, that you makes know, if, sense. If if the if the show's about Claire, then Chris gets put into trouble a lot, or at least we think he's gone or whatever it might be. Yeah, and the, it just really hams up like the like the, those really easy sort of tropey character motivations where it's like i'll stop at anything to find my brother again that's true and 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 like that kind of shit feels appropriate for the tone yeah and buffy also did a lot of stuff that had nothing to do with the main plot like there was just a lot of to your point chris like buffy going through relationship issues or you know xander striking out a lot with girls or getting picked on or whatever and just like stuff that would i mean again they're teenagers and it is for a teenage audience and that's relatable to a teenage audience but there is just a lot of like life shit that was interesting to watch that show and then that would get interrupted and the the whole idea that buffy had to balance a life outside of like school which was like killing demons and not dying and keeping her friends alive and also like studying for exams and shit and, and how shitty and difficult that was was really where the heart of that show came from, and so I like the idea that that you that you want to hinge the show on a similar thing. And, and to that point, I think it might actually be interesting if Claire is a civilian and she doesn't have to be like off, you know. And we don't introduce her till like season two, but if she is, you know, really close to her brother, and then something bad happens to Chris, and she is, doesn't have the military training, she just kind of goes in going, "I need to fucking figure this out." That seems like an interesting hook. Uh, whether it's for season one or season two, I, I think that 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 built-in relationship you spend an entire season building about them and uh, them, them caring for each other, and maybe they have different outlooks on life, maybe have different goals in life, but eventually when shit hits the fan, one must go in and sort of protect the that, protect the other, or save the other, or rescue them, or whatever. That that seems like it would fit really well into this. So we're gonna spend the last, <laughs> I guess, I guess uh, just in clarifying, like. Do you want to spend the last little bit of this figuring out who would actually be the main cast and what those and who does what? I mean, we've kind of talked about it like, a lot, but it feels like we're all kind of thinking about it in different ways. Yeah, and I'm bad really, at casting. Like, how do we how do we set up for? I'm not talking about casting the actors. Oh, I see. This would all be this would all be like people that we could not pay enough Obviously. that aren't that good, but they're like sexy young 
kids. You know, like ah, uh, yes, the sexier or, 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 kids. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are people that aren't yet found. Right. You know, like I'm think, like in these kind of shows, like they're not they're not casting. You know, well-known actors. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They're finding people who they can exploit who have some kind of talent and are heartthrobby. Sure. You know, yep. like. So, I was talking about in just terms of like. I don't know. I guess just clarifying a lot of what we've already talked about and really nailing down the formula for the show. My my instinct is to take that, is to take like the the Chris Claire relationship and then figure out who to who to give the most weight to and then like, my instinct is actually to still make it about Claire being being the younger sister, and then, like she can enter with Leon, in the Stars Academy or whatever the hell it is yeah. and. Leanne can be the love interest, but everything's too hard for Claire because her brother goes missing or so. Like, and, and not the have to do this, but like, how do we how do we find out? How do we take that like create that relationship diagram that's gonna like constantly give us like we know what the show's gonna be about. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like it's like it's it's like watching the this is a bad example or not a, not a direct example, but it's like the you know the Rebecca Sam Cheers thing. It's like, will they? Won't they? Or, yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, like in Stranger Things, it's like the Nancy, Jonathan, like will they, won't they kind of bullshit. Because that's the kind of stuff that's at the heart of these shows. It's tough, right? Because like, uh, the Resident Evil games don't have any of that. And so adding like, ooh, Chris and Jill, they're, they're the love interest. Like that, it, I don't say it betrays the game, but I think a lot of people would be like, where the fuck is this coming from? That's not anywhere in the game. Uh, so we'd have to really like earn it. But that aside, I think if just spitballing right if chris and jill there is some sort of like romantic tension there uh and they're already in the academy they've been there for a year or two whatever uh and then claire and leon show up and claire is threatened by jill's relationship with her older brother um that could be interesting where they kind of have a little bit of not animosity but like if she is a younger sister and she really loves her brother I could see that there being some sort of not jealousy, but like feeling a little bit threatened uh, by being about being replaced by this this other person. Uh, and then when they go missing, there's a lot of guilt attached to how you felt about those people when they go missing. There's like not survivor's guilt, but like that there's something interesting there. Like, so I think that that could be an interesting way to 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 look at it from your from from your point, Chris. Yeah, I mean, and just seeing like I keep thinking about like Buffy too. It's like, how is the Umbrella Corporation? and Wesker like kind of constantly playing into this too and how they upsetting and inhibiting yeah the relationships that would be or could be if that makes sense yeah i think that would have to come down to an episode by episode basis but uh and it depends on if we want how much we show of them early on like we could do like buffy you literally get scenes with spike and his girlfriend uh and you get scenes with angel and you get scenes with the mayor and then and you actually do you you don't stick with the to the character's perspective you actually break away and show the mayor plotting and stuff so the to so the viewer knows more than the uh than the characters do or uh and then we'd have to come up with a lot of like umbrella characters and decide if we want them to be endearing or we want them to be empathetic or we want them to just be shitty mustache twirling villains uh or we could keep them relatively secretive like you have shots of a computer screen and a reflection and you have shots of like the smoking man kind of thing from x-files and then eventually we we show those characters over extra other seasons 
so I don't know how you feel about that, Chris or Sean. Which would be more interesting and what would fit in the tone of the show better? But we could do I mean, either one. You need to. I think you do need to cut away um, to the umbrella stuff because I feel like you're going to need to set that up. But it it should feel like because those things are sort of interlinked, right? Like stars and umbrella. Um, I, I almost feel like you'd want to have them like umbrella funding stars or something. You know what I mean? Like, um, so that there's on. an excuse for Wesker to sort of like get in with some of these guys, you know, like, yeah, like the best, the best performers in the class get to go to umbrella and, uh, meet with, you know, Dr. Frankenschmeimer. And like, <laughs> they, they, like, I don't remember him from though. Or yeah, well, he's, he's an entirely new creation. Yeah. He's an original <laughs> character. He's a very sympathetic character, and and uh, no one can pronounce his name correctly, and that's where you get a lot of laughs. You know, <laughs> he's not actually sympathetic at all. He's oh. he's just an asshole. Okay, so and, like, scratch and, that. Like, then he he like he like takes Wesker under his wing, you know, and like makes Wesker like he like he's like, hey, why don't you put this syringe in your butt, and like. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then, like that's how Wesker gets involved in like doping, which is basically like T virus <laughs> doping. Or Hang on, is there a very special episode? Please tell me this about like drug abuse, and doping. I and mean, shit. isn't he? Isn't doesn't Wesker like constantly improving himself? Quote unquote. So the but, way that but... it works in the in the show is not a butt syringe. However, I think you totally <laughs> go in for a butt syringe. I think yeah. what happens is he gets he gets attacked. And to save his own life, he injects himself with a T-virus because he's, like, bleeding out. So he knows that the, the thing about the T-virus is it gives you really fast regenerative abilities. So he's okay. been, like, sliced open by the by the tyrant, which we have to decide how we want to deal with the tyrant. Um, and so right. he's, like, bleeding out. And he's like, well, fuck it. I guess this is only one way for me to go. And because of, you know, just kind of shrugging video game logic, he doesn't turn into a zombie. He turns into just a really powerful version of himself. Right. But the way that we get there, right, is doping, is butt doping. No, no, no! Is he goes to visit Doctor Frankenschmeimer, and Frankenschmeimer says, "Hey, uh, listen to Wesker, you know, and whatever his yep. crazy accent is." He's yeah, like German, listen, obviously. All bad, this, all bad doctors uh, are German. I have this uh, this crazy t- uh, virus. You should check out this tyrant. And like, they go into the room, <laughs> and he's like, "I don't think this is a good idea, Wesker." You know, and then and then and then that Schme- Frankenschmeimer's like, "No, but." But listen, it is a great idea. watch watch this. I'm going to let him out. And he became Italian somehow. And then <laughs> and he like lets him out of the cage and, and, and Wesker's like, What are you doing? And then uh, he attacks Wesker, right? Yeah. And he's like, You've betrayed me. You know? You uh, fool. And Frankenstein was like Frankenstein dies to the to the tyrant and then he almost kills Wesker, but Wesker injects himself. Okay, I'm into that. I thought you could. I thought for sure Frankenstein was going to become the tyrant. <laughs> he could. When that oh, that's story even started. better. Oh, that's, that's definitely better. better. Yeah, that's way better. Yeah. Check this out, Wesker, and he like injects himself. And we actually see that Wesker's like we can have scenes where for a long time and keep Wesker alive in the story where he's like hiding all this from his like friends and the stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and we sad. lose him slowly through the series. Yeah, he, he's, but he's sad over Frankenstein dying because Frankenstein was his like mentor. But he like went crazy, and he doesn't want to go crazy too. Yeah, I like that. I, I I like the idea that that he is brought in to witness something, and then it goes horribly wrong. And that doctor's name I'm not gonna say, 
turns into the tyrant and he and he gets like he gets away because he's you know good at he's a stars guy so he can you know he's got fucking skills but he's cut open pretty badly and the only way for him to survive is to deal to, to inject himself with this virus and it sort of just starts changing his personality and yeah and then like his grades start going down at the stars <laughs> academy <laughs> I'm into it because yeah. he's I so like... he's so worried about it, and then he like drops out. Starts getting more aggressive. And then, <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, exactly. It's just literally like yep. it's just literally like he's taking fucking steroids. He's just like really aggro all the time and mad. And people are like, well, man, Wesker, what if? Okay, so his that means that Wesker has... shrink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He needs to be a really nice dude at the beginning, then, because that would be more, way more tragic if he's just like was a nice dude, and then suddenly because of doping, of T virus doping, he turns into a fucking <laughs> shitbag. He's like the team captain at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, no, well, like he actually people... is in the in the games the the team captain. He's a he is. Yeah, I know, but he's captain. got like a, he's got like a varsity jacket on with like. <laughs> it's not. They're not teenagers. Why do you keep bringing it back? They are. Oh man, you're right. Sorry, this is, is Stars High School. I keep forgetting. I mean, you can't just say they're not teenagers just because they're going to be played by 25 year old actors. Mike, okay, you're right. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, like the Power Rangers ca- uh, characters who are all like in their thirties. I think like I think like Ty and the Umbrella Corporation. Have you seen a? Uh, you guys have seen Firefly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we can treat them a little bit like the, the Blue Sun from Firefly. It's so, like they're present, but they're still like a little. Like they don't get they don't get scenes. They only get scenes like uh, kind of like the Smoking Man did for a while from X Files, you know, where it's like. You just see that they're up to no good. That's what I was saying they don't earlier. They get like full depth stuff. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, do but we, they... do we, how often do we cut away, and how much do we show versus how much do we hold back? I mean, obviously you want to hold back something, but like, is it just like quick shots in the darkened room, or is it what what Sean was pitching, which is like full scenes with characters with names and stuff? I still think it's. Full I think scenes. I think as Wesker gets in, though. Like you get mm. more full scenes. Yeah, okay, I can see that. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's like once 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 of our once our main cast of kids, somebody from our main cast of kids gets involved. That's when we get more exposure to them, yeah. like as they do. So is that not what you were thinking, Sean? Or do you think they had scenes before that? I think that you get Frankenstein is too good of a character to not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I think you end up uh, you end up with yeah. I mean, occasional cuts. To what's going on over there, but it's not like a main plot thread. But you do you do sort of see enough just to set up the end of the season, which is like we pull back uh, from a uh, from from a, a shot of a mansion <laughs> and to a sign that says uh, "Welcome to Raccoon City." Yeah, and then we cut to black, you know, and then heavy metal music comes in, uh, and and we're done for the season. Perfect. Yeah, we're but out. Like, yeah. But but like all the people who watch the show who also play the game get a huge wink that punches them right in the face. Well, hang on. No, we said earlier that like at some point in like the back half of the season they go to the, they go to the mansion, right? Or are we saying we push that out further? I don't know. I'm just saying that like you know either way you 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 build to it, right? Like it's like yeah. you could build to the mansion. That's the end of episode seven, right? Where yeah, I can the, see that. you see the raccoon, welcome to Raccoon City thing, and then like. Uh, the next the next part of the series is them going to to the mansion. If we do that, which so, I'm into, we can't hold Wesker back as a surprise villain, right? Like at some point, no, it'll be no. it'll be a surprise when it first happens when he first shows up to Doctor Cool Name's lab. But uh, at some point, we can't 
which I think is cool because if the viewers know that he's kind of a shitty dude and then they go into a crazy dangerous mission together, you're like, oh, fuck, this is going to go badly. And I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, but I just I think you want to play it up like he's, you know, like he is the villain. He's like, you want to play it for more tragedy than the game. No, I agree with that. I I like that, that he that he started out as a a nice, uh, you know, he had a decent feature. I still think he's kind of a douche. I think he's kind of a dick bag. But do you like like a dick bag? Yeah, but he's like he, you understand that he's like driven, like yeah, you know, like his parents are dicks, and like, <laughs> so he's a dick. So he became a dick. Uh, but like, no, his parents like like are trying to get him to not succeed or whatever. Like, or no, no, sorry, his parents put too much pressure on him to succeed. Yeah, and then he, you know, he gets like one B, and then they flip out and they like cut off his credit card <laughs> or whatever. Right, and then he, uh, you know, and then he gets in with Frankenschmeimer. It all reads. <laughs> Chris, you had a point that we totally rolled over. No, I think I guess I, I guess like in in a lot of in a lot of these, I kind of like I feel like I'm kind of getting I'm kind of like wiping the slate clean, and I just wanted to get a sense of you guys are still trying to like chronologically still hold true to what, what's sort of can, canonical in the games. It doesn't have to be. Um, no, I don't think that's okay. necessary. I think. Um, I, I, there's a lot of good stuff that's recognizable, but like, a la the Resident Evil One movie, try like I think it would be a mistake to be like, well, there's got to be a mansion, there's got to be an underground science lab under the mansion, and like, I would be fine with moving away from that stuff. But I think that the characters are the d- dynamic relationships of the characters that are already there is a decent seed that we can then spin. Like, if we do make Claire part of this, which she wasn't before, I'm totally I think that's a better change. Uh, and the idea that Wesker is inducted into um, to Umbrella and the tyrant is made in front of him and he gets, like, basically he's anything to succeed, right? Like, Wesker's whole thing is, like, whatever it takes to succeed and based on, uh, Sean, what you were saying about his, like, drive to be the best. Um, and he starts effectively cheating, you know? Like, doping is the dumb, the dumb joke version, but he is doing this thing to he sort of falls to the dark side. It is tragic instead of uh, he's just a mustache twirling villain like he is in the video games. I think all of that's a way better change. So I think that any of that stuff is on the table to, to shift for sure. Yeah, I think, okay, I, I just kind of make it sure because it feels like, it feels like, uh, I think somebody, I don't know if this, we're still running with this. Uh, that they're teenagers? Somebody said something about, no, we're definitely <laughs> still running with that. Um, the The umbrella being responsible for the formation or some sort of like sponsorship of the stars team like like you might be able to play with something there where they're looking for you know great human specimens that are athletic and right smart and cunning and uh very physically powerful um to use as like the best specimens and that's like maybe why the first team goes missing or something you know or why they have an investment in the stars team? So, because um, they're really tr- they're trying to take the viruses and use them on the best possible subjects. I like that. I think that's cool. I, I, if that's the case, then I would almost want. What's the doctor's name, Sean? Frankenschmeimer. Sorry, Frankenschmeimer. Okay, so I feel like Doctor Frankenschmeimer would not be the the tyrant in that case. I think there would be some other member of stars that is no the, but the tragedy harrison is that he always wanted to be a great physical specimen but he walks with a cane and a limp yes perfect 
he, what, he, what he does is he, he takes something from Wesker. He wants like, to he make himself of, like, Wesker's better. DNA. Yeah. Like he wants to be like, like Wesker, so he takes like part of Wesker and part of himself and like puts it together. <laughs> okay, that's real dumb. So no. Uh, <laughs> no, but, no, this is genius. No, hang and on. Then... Let me finish my thought. Let me finish my thought. So the idea is that like there is a really perfect specimen that is at the top of the class, right? And then he just fucking that's the guy. Like it's it's Wesker and him, whoever this guy well, is. The, it, but the great thing about this is that it explains why Wesker survives and he doesn't, right? Like where like he he thinks that like. Maybe he's good enough, and he injects himself, but he's not good enough, and that's the tragedy. But so hang on, are we Wesker saying that, that if you enough. are not a, a good enough specimen, you become a tyrant? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And because then these things survives. are gigantic and monstrous, right? And, and he has to terrifying. live with his own. He has to live. Lefsker has to live with his own perfection. <laughs> it becomes a yeah, curse. He wasn't strong enough to keep the T Rivers at bay. Okay. Uh, Wesker was. Got it. Okay. So that's yeah, why yeah, yeah. All right, I buy yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I think that yeah. it's I more... Mean, it, it makes complete medical sense. That, yeah, 100% <laughs> medical sense. You can just control the cells of his body to the point of, of controlling the T-virus. Uh, yeah, it's part of the stars training. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and, and there's a great scene where Wesker injects himself with the T-virus, and then he explains exactly what's happening to himself. Perfect. And can, while we have the voiceover of Wesker explaining it, can we just zoom into his cells and see them doing, this, doing the thing he's saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm perfect. So I can my, watch my cells, cells must like also be control perfect. the T virus. Yeah, yes. uh, I, I like the idea them. that he only talks like that once he's injected. He's just talks like a normal <laughs> dude before that. Yeah, he's just a regular. Dude. Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, um, that's so, not a regular dude. That's hey guys, how's it going? My name's Albert Wesker. Uh, really great to be here. Uh, he, he sounds like an Albert this way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Albert so is a weird name. Albert. He goes by Albert all the way up until this, and then and then the end of the season. Uh, they all they all say, "Hey, Albert, where were you?" And he says, "I'm not Albert. My name is Wesker." <laughs> and then the, the, then they cut to black, and then squealing guitar. Yeah, then... I mean, he never takes off his sunglasses ever from again. That point. Yeah, well, he's got glowing red eyes at that point, so it gets real weird if he takes them off. Um, <laughs> so um, that all is perfect, and I think that the the, the Wesker show s- co-starring Chris and Jill sounds really really good. <laughs> Yeah, Wesker's become with the main baby. character somehow. With Chris, with Claire and Leon being the newbies. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing: is that you can't introduce the character Albert Wesker to anybody that knows Resident Evil and not have them be like, "Well, he's going to be a bad guy soon." Like, you, you just can't. That's okay. Do that. It's okay to know that. We're making him tragic, though. It's it's it, that's like saying that you can't like tell a story about the like, you know, Darth Vader. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, those not... stories are really, really good. So you're right. Well, I'm just. But I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, it doesn't mean like people can't I know. know. No, you're right. I'm just saying we can't. We can't play you, it. That was we can't play it straight, the best right? Example. But yeah. No, I mean the Star the Star Wars reference. God, I was in Star Trek. Jesus, can you imagine? Uh, the Star Wars reference is fine. I get it, and I I agree with you. I think we can do it. I'm just saying we can't play. We can't play cute about it. Like we can't be like, oh, yeah. here, who, who is it behind the mat? Like you have to just fucking know. He's a shitty dude, and he just like he's going to become shitty. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think playing yeah. up the tragedy is really an interesting angle that we haven't really talked about before because Wesker's such a fucking one-dimensional villain. Uh, so seeing like making it more of a rise and fall is really interesting. I think that's really cool. I'm just saying we can't we can't play with the cards close to our chest on that one because it's just out there already. I agree with that for sure. When we when we actually make this you know, this this television show, yeah, when we get hired by 
a a nameless network to make yes yeah Yeah. with two letters in its name hallmark the hallmark yes (laughs) oxygen network a lifetime (laughs) yeah tv tv land uh it'll be nick at night right um is still a channel i think it is tv land i don't know i haven't had cable in years uh you're not Um, cnn yeah perfect it's a cnn special fictional uh, uh representation well yeah that was that's a great show we we talked about a lot of, you know we talked about a lot of stuff today we did we talked about albert wesker and we talked about mike frank and schmeimer yeah who's this new character who i which is great uh, you know there about? are there are like scientist characters in resident evil we could just take like Birkin or someone, and just use them. But you've just okay. invented a completely ridiculous character. Yeah, but I don't know the lore, so let's call him Birkin then. We don't have okay. to call him Frankenschmeimer. It's Birkin. Dr. Birkin Frankenschmeimer. Yes. <laughs> no, it's Dr. Frankenschmeimer Sh- Frank Birkin. It's Birkin's oh, last name. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It's it's He's Korean, even though that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, it's, you, and you say his name the different, uh, other way around. I don't think there that's true. Okay, you know what? Uh, I, I love that this podcast is probably just the enraged, the few listeners we have that are actually big Resident Evil fans because we just obliterated the lore. It put it in a blender and just destroyed it. So I apologize. They can't be more enraged by anything. If anybody takes Resident Evil, doing. I'm sorry, but if, you, if you're one of our 60 listeners and you think that Resident Evil's got the best story that's ever been written. It's not the best, but uh, there are people who really fuck care. yourself. <laughs> Wow! I mean, cut like, that immediately out. Of well, the... now, I mean, if you're gonna take it seriously enough, I, I really, I do really love uh, Resident Evil. To be clear, and yeah. I think that it's like, uh, I, I love all the dumb shit that goes into it. Like, I, I really do. It's like, yeah. uh, uh, it's a weird, wild world, and uh, it's fun to talk about. It's a world in which a biotech company creates a, t- a, 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 a not a titan. What are they called? Uh, the it's big, a, it's a, the big it's monster. A with, oh, what, the nemesis? The, the, the nemesis, yeah, the tyrant. They, they create a tyrant to sell to governments as a bioweapon that is going to, like, I guess, be on the front lines of war like some sort of fucking Captain America. It's <laughs> something the they can't they control and or stop from happening yeah. either. and can kill their own troops, and they can't control it, and the troops that die will be raised as mindless zombies that they also can't control. Like, brilliant. That sounds really good. Yeah. It's, it's like, how do they get funding? <laughs> yeah exactly in the in the so... movies in the movies they make it like well there's a there's a legit side like there's a legitimate branch that makes like cosmetics and shit um mm. and pharmaceuticals but there's this deep dark underbelly side which says a lot about what we think of pharmaceutical companies and is probably true uh where they're experimenting with weird viruses and shit but in the games it's never explained they somehow just like exist and have millions of dollars i think it's i think the ex- explanation is it was started by a super rich guy and he uses rich guy money mm. Well, anyway, uh, thanks for joining us this week, uh, where we talked about Resident Evil. Um, somebody's squeaking. We're, it's not so me. it's time for us to to end this podcast. I think. Uh, I hear the squeak. The squeak of the podcast ends. So yeah, yeah which I means think that's, I think that's Chris's cat. cat. Yeah, <laughs> it just sounds like a goddamn uh, bottle being opened over and over again. Um, so. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for thanks for thanks for saying us out, kissy noise, or whatever your cat's name is these days. What's the cat's name? <laughs> she just had not had. She has not had a name for many years. It's called a yeah. cat. Yeah, that's dumb. You're all creatives. We couldn't come up with a fucking name for a cat. <laughs> 
Yep. The amount of creativity that Just goes the... in this podcast also assigned to your cat's name. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, burn. We got thanks burned. for joining us and play us out, music. Storied is Sean Ainsworth, Harrison Pink, and Chris Rebert. Their music is written by Jared Emerson Johnson. To hear more about the show or to send us feedback, email us at storiedcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at storiedcast. Thanks so much for listening.